Well, I believe we are actually, yes, we are live on Facebook. This is a new thing I'm wanting to do. I've got a lot of mates all around the world who are, uh, you know, having to cope with uh, coronavirus there. And I'm conscious that there's a lot of people uh, in Tasmania who, who really don't have a chance to get out and see what's happening in the rest of the world. But of course, coronavirus is uh, one of the few times where truly the whole world is on the same side. And uh, I'm, I'm pleased now to introduce you to a, a very good mate of mine, uh, Arian Dealy, who's uh, currently in Pograd, it's not Pogradec, it's Pogradec. How do you say it? Pogradec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about that. You know, I first met Arian, I don't know, about 10 or 15 years ago. And uh, well, it was around just a little after the Greek Olympics, I think, Olympics in Greece. So. Um, uh, and uh, quite a remarkable uh, journey and story uh, of this uh, team of young people in Albania whose faith drove them into the heart of the community and has had this incredible uh, impact, uh, doing all kinds of things from uh, uh, arts and things, festivals, uh, social help kinds of things, uh, and really, uh, it all comes out of uh, very alive uh, faith, and uh, uh, and I, I probably should stop talking because people are more interested in you, mate, than, than me. Uh, but I mean, tell us for those who are uh, have never met you before, how would you, in a short, uh, how, how would you give yourself a short introduction? How would you introduce? kind of who you are, what you're doing, and what your heart is, Arion. That's a big question, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll try to. Uh, yeah, hello, everybody. Thanks, Matt, for having me. Uh, you know, uh, talking to you is uh, always a great encouragement. Uh, talking to you, Matt, and, you know, discussing, uh, you know, uh, strategies and uh, looking to God's word and how we can approach our communities. But yeah, uh, uh, we are very involved in the community as a church and as a community, as a team. Uh, years ago, uh, when uh, we met with uh, Matt and uh, other people, we uh, were in some ways very eager to see our community changed. And uh, throughout the years, uh, we've helped the church get out in the community and uh, been able to see the transformation of the communities around, uh, specifically south, southeast of Albania. Uh, a country that a lot of people don't know where it is. So, yeah. Hmm. So, so help people understand where is it? What, 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 where, where are you? Uh, and what what is uh, Albania like as compared compared to, for instance, Tasmania? Yeah. Well, one easy way to remember where Albania is: if uh, you're going to Europe, find Italy. Italy has a, the shape of a boot have the boot kick backwards and it will kick Albania. So that's a very easy way to, uh, to know what Albania is. So uh, yeah, Albania is a country who's gone, went through a lot of different, has a very rich history, uh, 500 years under the Ottoman Empire. And then soon after that, 50 years of communism and in early nineties, the communism fell. Uh, and uh, during the communism, communism is one of the most strict regimes uh, in Europe where religion was not allowed to be practiced in Albania. All churches and mosques were destroyed and uh, uh, 
uh, yeah, there was no any way you could have, uh, even if uh, you wanted to do anything during the time of communism, actually you were going to be persecuted if you tried to do anything religiously. So a country that has a lot of, uh, uh, quite a rich past, but at the same time, uh, honestly, I think a, a, a bright future, specifically when it comes down to the gospel and the, the work that God is doing in Albania and how the church is rapidly growing, specifically with the younger generation. And we're very, very excited to see what God will be doing in the next, uh, well, uh, what God will be doing in the future. So for us, uh, even with the situation of the COVID-19, for us as a church, we were not necessarily just worried about what's going to happen to us is more of a call because you know there was a there is a problem there is always problems to us more of is what is our opportunity how can we respond in such a way that will be we will be able to uh, be impacting the community and be a light in these dark times for I think not just for Albania but I think as you said around the world when kind of the situation is getting harder and harder in another country. Yeah. So, so tell us, um, so help me give us a picture. What is the coronavirus? How, what is the situation like in Albania at the moment? Well, uh, as I said earlier with the description of uh, Albania being close to Italy, uh, we have a lot of Albanians, thousands of thousands of Albanians that work uh, in Italy while their families are here in Albania. And we have a lot of people going back and forth from uh, both countries. So being close to Italy where uh, the coronavirus situation uh, kind of is at the peak of it at the moment, uh, that raised a lot of concerns. Uh, so far, there are a couple hundred people in Albania infected. Uh, not, uh, not a lot of, like not very scary numbers, honestly, uh, of the people, fatalities, but uh, we're worried that in the next couple of uh, weeks uh, we're going to get to the peak of the, the situation and uh, our concern honestly Matt is that when we look at other countries like Italy and you know England and US and Australia you know you think of people and countries that ha have a very solid health system compared to Albania so that's uh, for example the uh, go be treated in Italy or in Greece or in England. If you have a health issue for an Albanian, it's a, it's a luxury. So uh, we were very concerned specifically as the COVID-19, the situation with the coronavirus comes into Albania because our health care system uh, is not in a very good condition, you know, to handle yeah. the kind of numbers and like uh, even when it comes down to the ventilators and um, uh, breathing, like the masks and stuff like that, uh, there's a there was already a lot of shortage even on the normal normal day. There was a, a lot of shortage on the hospitals. Uh, you know, but nowadays with the situation getting worse and worse, that's what we're worried about. How the nation is going to cope cope with uh, people. Uh, the numbers going up, but also in the same time, what is that going to look like in the everyday life? So, so it's pretty real, and the and the threat is pretty significant. But you were just saying you're seeing this as, a, as an opportunity for the church to step up and step into the 
problem rather than stand back. How, how is the church ready yep. to step yep. up now? Well, uh, for example, when we, uh, when, you know, the whole coronavirus uh, started uh, coming into Albania and the country was shutting down, uh, we realized that not just the health situation, but also there is a, uh, financial uh, implications that are very, very big in Albania. For example, our church was already involved on handing out food packs to the families in need who, uh, specifically to the elderly people who were living by themselves in very, very hard situations and families who were living in very poor conditions. So that was uh, something that our church already was doing and involved in the community. But with the coronavirus... So, so how many... How many people were you already supporting and working with? Uh, well, in part of our uh, church network, we had about uh, 450 families that were already supporting to some extent with food packs, okay. with uh, kind of a hot meal, meals and wheels, and uh, the nurses yeah. going to the homes and uh, visiting uh, the families and stuff like that. But with the coronavirus, the, the tricky situation is that uh, for example, in a classic, for example, let me give you an example of one of our youth workers. Uh, he's a kind of a, a youth leader in our church. And in a normal day life, uh, one of his uh, uh, family members were, was at work. So we're, they were barely making it, but they were okay making it in the situation. But with the coronavirus and the country shutting down, uh, now nobody is employed at home. So you have another way, another wave of people who had one uh, person at the family that was working. And uh, we have to take into consideration that the uh, unemployment rate in Albania is very, very high. For example, at our church, uh, with a congregation about 100 to 120 people, uh, probably 20 to 30% were employed. Uh, and the rest of them had a, uh, uh, seasonal seasonal jobs. You know, they would go in Greece or Italy, work for a season, and they, they will save their money for throughout the year. But now with the country shutting down, with the country itself shutting down, then uh, it creates another uh, layer of problems that were not existing prior to the uh, COVID-19 situation. So there's, a, for example, every day, like a, you will see uh, situations where you didn't even think they were those people would ever come to a situation that was struggled just because uh, now they don't have the money to pay the rent of the apartment that they don't have mm. money to buy to bring food in the table so it's kind of a uh, do you yeah. have any any feel at all for what percentage of the population in albania right now would be starting to wonder how they're going to feed themselves and and worrying about finances and like how serious is it oh it's 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 pretty serious like uh it's the everything basically has shut down all of the like uh, factories like shoe factories and uh sewing factories and stuff like that so everything has shut down so quite a big percentage of uh, uh factories that actually they were exporting stuff outside or they were working at call centers and stuff like that all of these things are shutting down. So there's a, uh, I don't know exactly, no, Matt, the, uh, the percentage, uh, exactly. 
But uh, it's uh, it's very very significant. Like uh, uh, it's grown like crazy. So like uh, the government is trying to find a way to even for the people who, for example, our church uh, owned the we opened as a church a coffee shop where we employed sixteen people, and now we're yeah. shut down. So those sixteen people are without an, uh, any employment because of the, uh, this situation. So, yep. Yeah. So it's pretty, it's pretty significant. So, so how is the church responding? What are you doing? Yeah, uh, at the moment, there are two main ways that we're, uh, uh, we're responding. One of them is by creating food packs to take to the families. And uh, at sometimes even investigating case by case situation where, you know, a family needs a little bit of cash to pay the rent for the next month, but mainly by creating these food packs that will last for a week. So yeah. uh, we're building, uh, I can try to share a little bit of my screen. Uh, a little bit, right. Uh, yeah. Let's so, the technology and see how it all works. Uh, sorry, share. What, while you're doing that, I just want to let people who are watching this know the reason I'm wanting everyone to meet Arion is just uh, we're in this together as a world and I mean Arion's a pretty remarkable bloke and okay so you, so here we can see your screen here and, and what are these boxes? Uh, so yeah in these boxes uh, uh, there's oil, rice, noodles, uh, like a, a box that will contain food for a family of four or five for a week so that's basically our approaches that we will create these food packs, uh, take them to the homes of the families and specifically to the families who are, uh, are in a greater need. So we're like every day evaluating what is the, the next family that needs the most, uh, the food pack. Wow. So uh, how much does it cost to feed the family for a week? Uh, well, um, that's about uh, 30 euros, which is uh, about, I don't know, 50, uh australian dollars i don't exactly know what the australian dollars you know sure. conversion is but about yeah so at about the, yeah at the moment nobody knows yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so about 30 uh 32 us dollars uh 30 euros um a family okay. of five so that, that uh food pack over there has enough food for a family of five for uh yeah for about 30 uh, euros. Or, yeah. So, so one, one thing to one thing to explain, I guess, for Australians who are who whose government is just the government is providing money for food for everybody uh, and is providing where people have lost their jobs. The government pays uh, a living kind of wage almost, and has really just stepped that up recently. It's not quite like that in Albania, is it? Oh, not at all. Not at all. Actually, uh, I lived in Australia for six months and uh, uh, I know a lot of Australians complain about what do you guys call it? Central Link? No, is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys yeah, complain yeah. about Central Link and stuff like that. I was amazed with, you know, the amount of support that the Australians get from the government. Nothing politically, I swear. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> But just, uh, it was such a foreign idea for me that will, the government will intervene to that kind of a level as you guys have it in Australia. I was very actually amazed with it. But in Albania, uh, 
actually the government is calling out to the different uh, churches and organizations to help with it. So uh, we're working very closely with the, the mayor of the town and getting the lists of the uh, of the families in need and uh, you know the list is getting longer and longer every day. So yeah, so it's uh, it's very very hard. Like there's no really the government is trying with what few resources they have. But uh, uh, like our government has been very uh, uh, direct by saying that, hey guys, we're, the whole economy is shut down. There's no taxes that we can collect from it. There's no economy mm. run. So there's nothing we can provide back in some ways. So uh, it's, it's a very tough, uh, tough situation. And specifically when you have a country that's trying, you know, uh, to get into Absolutely. you know there's a lot of uh, poverty and uh, implications with that so so you're providing these these food boxes and and where are you getting the money from to do that well from um, uh, from our first first of all from our own church community from uh, just a few people who are able to help so we're challenging the people who you know are able to uh, put a food pack together as a family and uh, make it available so we can give it to the other uh, families, but also by, you know, contacting different people all around, brothers and sisters all around the world uh, to help with this uh, situation for, in some ways, equipping us as a church uh, to be able to respond to the community. So, so we, we can put, for those who want to help, we can, we'll, we'll put some of the bank uh, details in the in the description here on the Facebook thing shortly. Uh, and basically we're saying 50 Australian dollars can feed a family in Albania for a week, uh, which is basically the cost of, uh, what would have been well, less than the cost of taking your family to five out to a restaurant here in Australia, less than that. Um, and uh, so this is one of the main ways the church is responding. How else is the church responding? Uh, the other way that, what we're responding is our church had a project with a kind of a sewing center uh, that we've been training the uh, some of the ladies who were not able to get a job. So we were saying, uh, training them to get uh, practical skills to, to sew so they can. Uh, uh, and, they were, and, and then in the end of the program, we would give donate them a sewing machine. Uh, so they can do something self-sustaining for their family, but also the skills that they can be employed at a sewing factory or stuff like that. Uh, our church has about 50 or 50, I think about 50 or more uh, uh, sewing machine access to the ladies all around our churches. So we've decided that one of the, one of the main needs in uh, Albania was that there was no masks anymore available. And I think that's all, all around the globe, what I see. And uh, for us, yeah. because we had these ladies that were already trained and skilled and ready and eager to help, well, we've decided to uh, sew our own masks and make them available, not just for our church people, but also make them available for the different clinics, uh, elderly homes. Uh, like nowadays in Albania, if you are a community worker or if you want to even go to the supermarket, uh, some supermarkets won't allow you go in without a face mask. But the problem is yeah. there are no face masks all around uh, the country. So uh, for us specifically, uh, we wanted to make it uh, available for the people who cannot purchase a very expensive uh, face mask because now other factories are making them, but they're coming out in a very, very expensive 
price. So for us, we as a church, we have the skills. We have all these ladies who've been trained uh, for a number of months. And uh, for us, we see that as an opportunity uh, to make uh, the masks. And all uh, we've uh, been working closely with a, uh, a company in the US uh, who is making the same thing for their hospitals. So they send us all the patterns and all the specifications of the mask and the sterilization and all the necessary things that need to be done on the masks. So, well, that, so, so they're actually, they're not just like homemade, kind of, they're actually properly done masks. Uh, yeah, we've, uh, they, they will be ho uh, homemade ones, but they will be sterilized. Sure. They will be available to, uh, to wider, just not just for, for the personal use, but uh, on a wider spectrum. So. So how many masks are you hoping to produce? Uh, our goal is 10,000 masks. And when uh, I presented that to the team, they, uh, you know, they were surprised. But I think, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do think we have the manpower and I think we have the, uh, the resources are available uh, into the stores uh, at the moment. So I think we're distributing that into the, the latest uh, uh, of our church network, I think it's very, very doable. So, uh, yeah, our goal is for 10,000 masks. 10,000 masks. And uh, I, I, you, can you then sell them? Like, how, how does the economy of the masks work? Do you? No, uh, I think uh, the problem is we don't, uh, we want to make them available for people who are not in a position to buy masks. So, for example, we want to be able to help different institutions, uh, different uh, churches all around uh, the country by making them available and also to the people that we've been helping so they're not able to purchase them. So, uh, our desire is not to sell and make a profit but actually to hand them out and make them available for people who are not in a position to to buy instead of using the three dollars to buy a mask uh, they can use that those three dollars to actually buy some food or something else so so i, I just stopped the sharing there so people see you in a bit bigger uh so so how again how much does it cost to make a mask uh, so with the calculation that we did, uh, it's about uh, $7,200 US dollars. And I don't know exactly the calculation in Australian dollars. So sorry, Matt, I should have been. Uh, no, that's fine. People can work it out. I mean, yeah. these so, days, uh, the stock markets, you know, all yeah. over the shop anyway. So, <laughs> so we can work it out. Yeah, so, so about... Seven thousand, about seven thousand dollars U.S. dollars uh, to make the ten thousand masks. So my, maybe ten thousand Australian dollars. So basically, we're looking at, a, at one Australian, roughly one Australian dollar a mask. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. in order yeah. to then be given away. And yeah, so and you're, the, you're the reason why the reason why uh, this price came out, we could have done it cheaper, but the, but we had the very specific uh, specifications on making the mask. We had to find a hundred percent cotton and we have to use a specific uh you know things and we have to sterilize it so it resists the tem temperature and stuff like that so we did a lot of research before we got into this and talking to different uh hospitals and companies and stuff like that so we uh, actually we, we think it's a great opportunity we uh we're very very excited about it. 
Well, I, my mother-in-law uh, made me a mask. I'm a bit embarrassed by it. Uh, it it's, uh, I think it might be cotton, but it's none of those things you're talking about, but sterilised things. It looks a little bit yeah. like someone's underwear. Like, I don't think this is... This is not what you meant to. I don't think I'll be wearing it anytime soon. It actually looks like a pair of underwear that you put on you. <laughs> yeah, uh, and the I think what you're... Will, yeah, the mask we're yeah. making they have to be double fabric. Uh, okay. Then, yeah. Uh, so it's a we got uh, like we did honestly. We did, I've enjoyed doing the research. I've never thought I would do research in, you know, face masks and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, but uh, we did a lot of research on what are the specifications of that and working with a company uh, in USA who actually they're making a million uh, masks. Um, their goal is to make wow. another mask. Uh, yeah, so 10,000, you see why the 10,000 doesn't seem such a big number to me. Yeah, sure. But uh, just again, just give people an idea. What's the population of Albania? Uh, Albania is about 3 million. About three million people, and uh, how 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 big uh, like you you wouldn't call Albania at this stage a Christian country, would you? No, actually, Albania has seventy percent of uh, nominal Muslim uh, population. Uh, about twenty uh, percent uh, of Greek Orthodox uh, religion, and then. Uh, one percentage, uh, some, uh, a small percentage of Catholic, uh, and uh, less than one percent of uh, Albanians are uh, Protestants or evangelical. Evangelical. So, so less than one percent uh, would call themselves evangelical Christians in Albania. So this is this is kind of a big deal. Uh, the, so your church of 120 people, how big is Pogradec? It's about 30,000. About 30,000. How, how many other Christian churches are there in Pogradec? I think there are about four churches, four other churches in, uh, in Pogradec. So, so four churches, uh, and are any of them like mega churches with a thousand people in them? No, no, no. I think uh, probably our church or maybe another church would be the mega churches in Pogradec. So, so 120 is, is a very big church in Pogradec. Uh, would there, how many Christian churches would there be right across Albania? Do you reckon? Uh, I don't have the I don't have the number, but probably a couple hundred churches in uh, all around Albania. What I love is you guys are, are saying, let's not just sit back and feel power, powerless, but you're stepping in and you're having a go, and you've got a very clear target. Uh, it's it's going to take a lot of people, a lot of work, but it also is going to um, take uh, some dollars. Uh, we can't help with the work, but people watching could help with the dollars. A, a buck a face mask in order for them to be given out to people who can't buy them. Uh, and as people have already heard, what I love, what's important about that is some shops you can't even get into if you don't don't wear the face mask. Yeah, um, correctly. So it, it really is... Uh, Part of why I want I wanted to catch up with my mates in this season, and uh, you know I'll probably come back to you in a few weeks, mate, and see how it's going. And uh, you know I, I want to, I, I it's it's looking like we're going into a season of possibly even six months of we of really things being difficult, and uh, and and I'm interested for people to see uh, what people how people are responding, but also to lift our eyes beyond Pazzi and 
and see what does it mean for Tassie to be part of the answer for the for the rest of the world. So yeah. there there actually there actually is a um, an, an Australian bank account that people can give money into to for this purpose, isn't there? Is that? Or did I just lose you then, Erin? Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, okay, I must have just dropped out there for a second. Uh, there is an Australian bank account that people can give money into for this purpose, is that right? Uh, yes, correctly, yeah. So I can uh, send you over the details and I don't know, you guys post them in the page or something. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll actually post it on this this post on the on the Facebook and I'll, I'll share it on my um, Facebook page as well. And uh, people can look up what you're doing on Facebook too, probably, uh, or uh, yeah, on the web. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so we'll, we'll post the links there too. So, uh, what what would you? How would you want people in Australia to be praying for you guys as you step into this challenge that's ahead of you right now? Yeah. Well, first of all, I think for safety, for specifically for our church people and volunteers, as we. Basically, we're every day uh, out uh, in, uh, you know, checking out the situation where in the past two weeks, we've been handing out food packs as much as we can, but also at the same time, kind of gathering data, what the situation actually looks in the ground. And so mm. the first one would be praying for safety for uh, our volunteer base and the people who are out in the uh, front lines. Uh, second of all, I think for, for the church in Albania in general that will find a way to respond to the community and for us to, uh, with the safety of course in the mind, but also with uh, the, uh, the security that comes with, with our faith in Christ, that we actually yeah. need to be out there and uh, uh, trust God and also be able to, to respond to the needs of our community and be involved in the community in such a confusing hard times specifically for the people who uh, know nothing about uh, the hope of Christ. So for us, uh, to, to give us uh, strength as a church in Albania in general, so we, we know how to respond to this hard time. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I know I'll be praying for you, mate, and I'm keen to stay in touch uh, and, and see what, you know, how we go from there. Yep, sounds great. Thank you so much, man. Uh, so I'll, we'll, we'll finish this live stream here, but anybody who's watching will have the information coming up on Facebook.